Hello and welcome back to the Bottom Bins podcast. This is episode three of our World Cup series. Once again, we just want to thank you all very much for supporting us and listening to the podcasts um, over the past number of weeks. Also want to announce that you can find us now as well on the Parlay Sports app where we are early founders, um, founding members on that app. So come on over and join the football conversation with us on, on the Parlay Sports app. First off, lads, just going to rattle through this. I want to get your opinions, number one, uh, just on a few of the teams that we've already seen in the World Cup so far. I think the obvious one to start with is England. Looked absolutely fantastic in their opening game against Iran, but definitely struggled in against the USA. Went back to that sort of defensive, revertive style of football. Connor, I'll come to you first then. What was your takeaway then from, from England's first two games in this tournament? Well, the first game, they were obviously... Unbelievable that blew Iran away, but as we mentioned last week in the podcast, but this week they were they were very poor, lethargic. Uh, Harry Maguire was probably their best player, and he's a centre back, so I think that says it all. Um, I just I don't I don't know Gareth Southgate. Just sometimes you just think like what what's he at? Because yeah. even after the game, he was very positive about the performance, and you're thinking to yourself they were terrible. They got booed off the pitch, and he's. He seemed to be happy with the draw. In the context of things, a draw is not the worst result, but the performance was very poor. And I just thought, um, I couldn't believe Mason Mount played 90 minutes. I thought he was poor. Um, and I can't believe Phil Foden can't get a game. Yeah. Because he has been outstanding for City this season, but he can't get in that team. And everybody's like starting there have been very poor. And mm-hmm. Kane, I thought, I could understand why they didn't throw like somebody like Callum Wilson on the last 10 minutes or... I know the three Rashford on and Henderson in midfield. I just couldn't understand that they were yeah. taking off Bellingham, who was unbelievable the first game. I know he probably wasn't playing as well in the second game, but you don't take off your best players. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Yarsis gets really holding them back, and I think it's what's going to happen there. Oh, and obviously, I think you know the obvious thing with with England is you'd rather get those bad games out of the way in the group stage really and at the end of the day they still got a point but would you be concerned about England moving forward in the tournament? Yeah I am concerned with them look at you say at the end they got a point and they're all but free basically unless Gareth Bale goes in the mod one tomorrow like <laughs> yeah. isn't really going to happen so they're all but through so in that aspect of it they're going to be have, have to be happy but I was so unimpressed with them against, watching them against America on Saturday night wasn't it? Yeah um, they just as Connor said they were slow lethargic they didn't Want, looked like they wanted to win. America were up for it. The only chances in the game were created by America. Pulisic hit in the post. Uh, Winston McKinney should have definitely should have scored. And um, yeah, they're great. They're good against Iran. They're positive against Iran, but they just didn't look at it in that game. Like you're bringing on, you need a goal to win a game, and you're bringing on Jordan Henderson centre mid. Yeah, for Jude yeah. Bellingham. They explain that decision to me. Is that a decision? That's the manager's almost like. Not I want to I want to win this game. Is I really don't want to lose this game. Yeah. Happy with the point. Which in your second game of a World Cup isn't the way to go for it. When your team like England, who whose fans expect them to win the World Cup, that's yeah. as simple as that. I don't think they will. I'd be surprised if they're playing the World Cup quarterfinals. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what way the draw. Go. I think they play the Arabs just sack uh, Ecuador, the group or Ecuador or the Netherlands or Senegal. Whoever yeah. comes through that group, yeah. And I've been a lot more impressed with what I've seen from Ecuador and what I've seen from England. From England, so, yeah. I'd be fearful in the last 16 game if they keep playing the way they are. Like obviously they go out and blow wheels out of the water tomorrow and yeah. everybody's happy again but you're looking on social media and people want rid of Southgate. Yeah. Two games into a major tournament like yeah. that kind of says it all really. Or and obviously 
England fans, there's been a big outcry over the past number of years. A lot of people not that happy with, with Southgate, especially after the European final um, a couple of years ago. What's your overall verdict then, do you reckon, of Southgate's time in charge of England? Do you reckon this is realistically his last tournament and it's time for a change? Um, well, I think his decisions speak for themselves. Uh, I've seen on Sky Sports today that that decision to bring on Henderson is going to be He's going to be Henderson's going to be starting over Jude Bellingham tomorrow, apparently, according to Sky Sports. Madness. Um, which yeah, it's madness. It's crazy. But um, I, I don't know. It, England, in my opinion, are a team that should be doing well, but they think they should be doing better than they should be doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think any manager who comes into that squad, and I'm happy for the fans because they think. Oh yeah, I, I would love to go into any tournament as an Ireland fan and be like, oh yeah, we're going to win the World Cup, we're going to win the Euros or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you need to be realistic. And yeah. I think England yeah. need to be realistic about their chances. The road their luck in the Euros and the road their luck in the 2018 World Cup. And <laughs> they could well ride their luck this time. But I don't know. I, I just think Gareth Southgate, he was sacked by Middlesbrough for a reason. Yeah. How do yeah. you get sacked by Middlesbrough and then become the England manager? Yeah. Yeah. He's it doesn't make yes sense. Man, to like. me. Did you see the tweet that was out there that showed the teams England had beaten in the World Cups? Yeah. This millennium. Yeah. Oh, and there was terrible. nobody yeah. that you you sit back and go, that's a statement to win. Yeah. The teams that were beaten were likes of Sweden's, Colombia's, Ukraine, Trinidad, Tobago. These right. types of teams. Yeah. That, I don't mean no disrespect to them, but they're not beating France. They're not beating no. Spain, Germany, Brazil, Argentina. Yeah. They're not beating the big dogs, as yeah. you'd say. So, mm. where, where's the progress for England? Yeah, it's well, not there. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to even Gareth Southgate as a manager. I just think any manager that was going to come into that England team wasn't going to do well. Like, if the golden generation wasn't winning something, yeah. Yeah, how do they yeah. expect this team to win something? Mm-hmm. And um, It probably is the best team they've had in a while, though. I think this team is decent. I wouldn't even say it is. I, I, no, I think it's a good no, team. I, I think they've good individual players, but not one of them has. It's not a team. But is that not down like, to Southgate then? Is he not? Well, I wouldn't say so. Like, I, 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 don't South, know. I think it's just he plays terrible football. England have what team would you say is better than this team? In the World Cup? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a very. I don't think England should win the World Cup. The fans are out there like in that kind of way but I think they do have some very exciting young players like taking Bellingham off is just look they are crazy. ranked third or fourth in yeah. the world in the world rankings like you know it's not they as if they're, team, like. they're no slouches like yeah. you know they, they are a decent side but I do agree with you like they do get but but it's all the English media like yeah, yeah, they, they overhype them too much to it here and it's, just, <clears throat> it's always overhyping yeah and don't get me wrong, I, I do think they're a good side. I, I do think they're deserving of that in that top five bracket international teams in the world because I think their team on paper is absolutely class. I think the only thing they miss is a world-class centre-back. But I think if they had a world-class centre-back, they'd be 100%. I think they have too many good players in the exact same position. Yeah, full of right, So they can't do right anything backs. with it. Full of right-backs, full of midfielders, they can't do anything. Yeah. Like, all their best players are probably right-backs. I'm sure there's only one right-back on the team. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? like it, but like Phil Foden's like one of the best young players in the world. And well, he, he doesn't like him. He doesn't yeah. play him, which so he's is not just, play him. But that's why I'm saying that's down to Gareth Southgate. If you had a different manager in there, he'd definitely be playing. He's right. playing boys like Mason Mount who aren't even in form, mm-hmm. and he's, he's getting the whole ninety minutes. It's just madness to me. Uh, he's average. But yeah. back to what I'm saying there, like I wouldn't consider England the top five, six teams at this World Cup. Just even on paper, I know they are third or fourth in the world, or whatever it is. But yeah. 
those world rankings, you always have to take into pinch of salt because it's about who played who in qualifying and yeah. all that. Like, the like look at Belgium. What about Belgium? Belgium, Belgium, Belgium second in the world. And look how poor uh, they're poor. Yeah. They're poor in general at major tournaments. Yeah. Look, I think England will still go out and beat Ecuador, if that is who they play. Uh-huh. And they'll put up a good match to the Netherlands because they haven't looked like anything much this World Cup no. as well. But yeah. they play um, France maybe in the quarters, that'll be step too far. France in the quarters could be a step too far, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I do think that the squad, even though it's not as good as I think people think it is, I do think they have the ability to ride their luck again. But then again, you have to question, it would be three tournaments in a row that they're riding their luck. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't think England's a good team. No, I'm not. And I don't I think Southgate's there for it. I haven't been impressed with them at no. all. But I don't know who comes in if Southgate does go. Like, everybody's saying after two games, Southgate's to go. But it's not after two games. It's after the Nations League, which was majorly disappointing. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. poor. No, only, people are looking Southgate gone. They only have, uh, yeah, they only have, one, they only have one win in their last eight competitive games. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's poor. But that's who do they bring in? Stephen Kenny. Tuchel, maybe? Tuchel. I know, but I don't know. Like, what... What man? I just don't think that team gels, and I know it does. It's going to take a manager to bring them in and uh, get the team spirit going. But sure, all you see on England's social media pages is them dawson about and yeah. having the crack and Jumping doing crossbar challenges and all, and all yeah. this here and big mates this and sure. After do you remember when we played City a couple of years ago when Harry Maguire was over hugging John Stones and all like best mates after we got beat by City? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. England's just. England's England. The type, of thing, never the type of thing England do is if they do get rid of Southgate, they'll go get somebody like Jared or somebody right. to try and change yeah. this culture and get them to look up to it, but it's not going to work. They need to scrap the whole idea of going for legends and stuff like yeah. that there and England players, former England mm-hmm. players. Go and get a good manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't yeah. bring in Gareth Southgate, who was, was he interim manager? Yeah, he came in Sam Aldice when that happened. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Big Sam's a great manager. Obviously, what happened? He got big Sam chugging pints away and pints of great. But um, I don't know. They could have brought in a better caliber manager than the under twenty one. See, he done well, though, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. even then, though, could you imagine Big Sam managing England now? Like, it would be laughable. Like, do you know what I mean? I go better than Gareth Southgate. I think it would play the similar way. Look at the caliber of manager of. Sam no, no, we're not arguing that, but I just think I don't think it would have ended well either. Yeah, but the Big, fans would have got on him. Big Sam's a relegation battle yeah. manager. No, no, I'm, not, you know. I'm not saying it would have ended well, but come on. Gareth Southgate or Sam Allardyce, it's an easy choice. Yeah. Well, to be honest, the only thing I would say about Southgate is like he, he sort of has the pedigree now to back it up. He's been to a European final, he's been to a, a World Cup semi final. Like, he could probably lord that over a lot of other managers. That's the thing. He's getting linked to like Premier League jobs. And all. He was linked to United before. He probably will get a. United. I think yeah. he will get a Premier League job. He probably will get a Premier League job. Yeah. No, he will. He, he definitely 100% will. He will. His resume looks great, and I know it's a wee, probably a wee bit of bitterness and stuff is coming out here. But I look at it with England. The one decent win I would say they've had in Southgate's tenure now is the win against Germany. Germany, Denmark, yeah. maybe semi-final. I, they're very poor against Denmark. Like they didn't deserve still to beat Denmark. Though. I know they still did, but. They should have been just played. about. They should have been just like, about. And oh, like, yeah. I, I don't think it was never a penalty in extra time of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just they just haven't done it in the world stage properly. Like yes, I know they've been deep in tournaments, but looking at the twenty eighteen World Cup, they played six games and they lost three. Yeah. Like, is that world class caliber team losing three games in the World Cup? No, it's probably not. Like, did they lose three? They did. lost to Belgium twice and they lost to Croatia. Didn't play Belgium twice. They did in the third place playoff. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, they were a bit. Well, anyway, look, oh, we're moving on from England. We'll go to a team that has impressed then, France. Oh. Where'd that come from? I don't know. They broke the curse anyway, that's for sure. No, but, but in all seriousness, like, I, no Pogba, no Kante. I really, really thought France were going to struggle in that midfield department. I was really impressed with them against Denmark. A team that's beaten them twice in the last six months. Yeah. And Denmark really didn't get a sniff in that yeah. game. Like, France just ran the show. And Bappe has been fantastic. Yeah, unreal. He's top, he's joint goals, top goal scorer after two games. Killian <laughs> Mbappe. I think Mbappe scored seven World Cup goals. Yeah, he's equal to Messi's record. Yeah, yeah. same as Messi. Yeah. Uh, when Messi scored yesterday, so one behind Messi now. Yeah. At the age of 23. 23, yeah. Like, Mbappe, you're looking at if he stays fit, is going to be, is obviously a must have close in the sights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, Mbappe would probably mm-hmm. score two or three more goals this World Cup, so he'd be looking at maybe nine or ten goals already after two World Cups. After two, yeah. Like, that's unheard of. At uh, the <laughs> say it'd be serious scoring. Look, he, he, he has, I hate to say it because I don't like him. No. And I, I really, I don't like uh, Mbappe, but... <laughs> I, there's, I can't sit here and like have a go at him as a player because he's a good footballer I mean look I always thought he was overrated to be honest I always thought he was just a pace merchant but yeah. there is a player there but the the one player from France I've been extremely impressed with so far is Chiumani unreal oh, yeah. class. I can't get over how good he is unreal look at the injuries France have had and haven't taken a step back yeah. since the, even since the World Cup started they lost Benzema lost Nkunku they lost Lucas Hernandez the first game yeah yeah. Hadn't taken a step back. Lucas Hernandez comes out, his brother goes in. He's on. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. Gets an assist against uh, Denmark there. Like, yeah. Like you can't. There isn't. Like we were talking maybe in the preview there about France's midfield a wee bit lacking, but with Pogba and Cantia, but you said Tuchemani's come in there and they're having this debate. Well, even well, even Rabiot. Yeah, Rabiot's playing on real too. But I mean, Tuchemani literally looks like the best parts of Cantia and the best parts of Pogba rolled into one player. Like, where's France's weak link at the moment? Don't have one. I don't think they have one. Exactly. Like even like look, look at their centre back choice. So many centre backs. Yeah. Top yeah. quality. And they're all like, top quality. Like Varane exactly. comes in, plays really well. Yeah. yeah. Just have so much choice. Like I'm glad to see he's man the belly playing well too. He's yeah. playing very well. He's is very very good. Mm-hmm. And Giroud. Giroud in the first game, yeah, two goals. <laughs> but even but even the other against Denmark, I know he didn't score, but he was an absolute nuisance. Yeah. Like he always, yeah. he always is. He, like he mightn't win the ball. But he'll make sure the man marking him doesn't win a clean either. Yeah, yeah. He'll make stuff happen in the box. Yeah. Um, like there's a couple of times he made runs, the ball didn't go through them or whatever. He had a couple of half chances. Yeah. But he's integral to the way that France team works. Like Deschamps likes him. Yeah. Oh, he loves him. Like he didn't score in, in the last World Cup. Yeah. Didn't think he had a shot and target at the last World Cup. But he started every game, mm. so there's he, he offers something different to France. Well, he does. I think he offers something different to any other of those French strikers because yes, he's not mobile. But the one thing you get with Giroud is he's normally in the right position mm-hmm. and he's a bully. Yeah. He absolutely bullies defenders. I love strikers that do that, that yeah. literally yeah. take take on two centre backs and just throw them about. Like and that's mm-hmm. what Giroud's really, really good at. And Mbappe loves playing with him. And Mbappe, yeah, yeah like that's what they were saying before the World Cup. They're like, Will Benzema start because he Mbappe wants Giroud to start. Yeah. To play with he him. does all that hard work. Yeah. Gets the whole up. You were talking about stuff. Mbappe being you said he just thought he was a pace person. Yeah. See his pace. There's one time a ball was played forward, I think it might have been might have been Pavard or something, just hoofed it forward, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there was no right in the world killing Mbappe to get near it. Yeah. And he just took off. Yeah. And he waited like, He has improved at all aspects uh, as well. Was it was it uh, was it Christmas City done it too? Where he took like one step 
Oh, turned. Yeah. Like the ball was nowhere near him. That's the, the fact that he has in professional football. Players. Yeah. He can just make them fall over just for the crack. Like. Even against Australia, like his ball to Drew was unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah. Do you know the only reason I, I, well. I ever thought he was overrated? Like, genuine. Like, see, every time PSG have played United in the Champions League, he he's been fair. terrible. I know. He has been absolutely brutal. And like, some of the boys he was playing against, I was thinking to myself, like, right, well, you're not that good. Like, if. Why is Dustin doing Zabi? He's actually classly. He's our best <laughs> centre-back in football. After that game, I was like, is going to be a world-class yeah. centre-back. No, but I did. I genuinely used to think to myself, like, if you can't be at Tunzebe, if you can't be at, like, Fossey Mensa and boys like that, because like, that's who you played against. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought he was just overrated. But, but for France, he's just a completely Just a different animal, animal. yeah. He always changes my opinion on him in, in uh, Work, European and co- Sorry, in international competitions. Like, I feel the same as you. I always see... And I'm sure you boys are the same. You see all the stories about Mbappe and PSG and all the drama that comes with them yeah. and the baggage that comes with them. Yeah. But you also see every other day he scored two goals, he scored one goal, know. he's got two assists, he's got three assists. His numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. But then, like obviously we don't watch league on week in, week out. We would see yeah. PSG in the Champions League and stuff like that. But we would see all of France's games in the European Championships and in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And... That's when you really see Kylian Mbappe. That's, That's when we see Mbappe. That's how you can say though. The league, insane. do you take the league seriously? You know, that league one. Mm. It's like people just don't take it as serious. No. It's not televised as much. That's why people want them to go to Madrid to really step up. And then the Champions League PSG have really disappointed. Mm. Yeah. yeah so. um, like, I think win it this year though. They could. They For could. France, he's just unbelievable. Mm. Though. Yeah, I think it will. Like we talk about Giroud is now level of on that's France top goal scorer. Yeah. And Bobby's like 20 goals behind him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'll catch. Mm-hmm. Like, Bobby like, is going to smash that. I know. Yeah. He, like, obviously, if he stays injury free, he should do. No reason why he shouldn't. Yeah. Like, and then Anthony Martial is going to smash that. Moose down better, you're going to come in there. <laughs> well, but people don't know, but like, you know, Martial is going to win the Ballon d'Or this year, yeah. to be honest. So. Monaco will Monaco's. be rubbing their hands. <laughs> 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 but anyway, look, I'll move it on from France. Go to another impressive team, Brazil. Typical Brazil. Yeah, would you, yeah, would you yeah. agree? Just looking, looking Look at their good. Squad. They've even got the Regen R9 up front as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked lost. looking, looking very good at the minute. Tell you what, what that goal that has to be one uh, of the, one well, of the goals of the World Cup. That is the best goal of the World Cup. Uh, it's it's similar to we're talking about there a wee bit of Mbappe, but to a more a greater extent. Yeah, Richardson for Brazil is a completely different, different animal. animal. Yeah, with Tottenham. Yeah, because Richardson has been very poor for Tottenham. Yeah, like on form, you're looking at there. Jesus should be starting ahead of him. Firmino should be starting at him. He's not even there. Yeah. But for Brazil, he's just completely different. Do you know what? I disagree. I don't think he's been bad for Tottenham. I guess he's been injured. Yeah. yeah. When he's played for Tottenham, even if he hasn't got the goals, he's been an absolute menace but up front. Like even for Everton, he was a good player. Yeah, he was. Like close. he was a nightmare to deal with. Mm. I'm raging. United didn't go in for him. Yeah. Sixty million. That that's a baller there. Like I don't know. I am raging we didn't go Brazil, for him. Brazil's squad though is crazy strong. Uh, like, look at their bench like Anthony Martinelli coming off the bench Gabriel Jesus. Like, oh, it's serious? I know like Neymar's the... injured now but they're still got so much quality. Then have Fred now in. Number 10. Absolute baller. But like with <laughs> playing at the minute balling out. With Neymar injured their front three today is Vinicius Junior Richardson Rafinha. <laughs> it's crazy. That's ridiculous. And then Casemiro in midfield has been unbelievable for the, them too. They've got, them as player the they've, got, they've got as it could be. Mm-hmm. The front three in the bench is Jesus, Martinelli, and Anthony. Oh my god. Like, See how attacking. Martinelli, when he came on the other day, was unreal. 
But like how attacking though as well, how many attacking players they had on, like Casemiro was vital. The only thing I would say about them, like obviously they've got the quality. I love that they're so direct. Once they get the ball, they go straight for it. But I noticed in that game the other day, whenever they get, especially when the wingers get to the edge of the box, I know there's a lack of height for Brazil, but every single ball was hit low and not necessarily hard. So I know they're keeping their samba traditions and stuff like that there. <laughs> yeah. But I think they're a bit lackluster with chances because they had a lot of chances do you think to, uh, to make goal scoring opportunities but I, I think they need to work the ball a bit better in the final third do you think if they want to get goal down they haven't got that threat that aerial threat I wouldn't, well maybe not the aerial threat but I think if they want to go down they'd still come back and pump a team yeah. I think they are the best club or the, sorry the best international team in the world and their depth says that even yeah. look at the players that they have at home like you were saying about Firmino and stuff yeah. the players that they have left at home let alone the players in the Brazilian league, who the Brazilian managers like to go for. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So, I don't know. I just think Brazil's the real deal. Eh? Yeah. And it's good to see it. Yeah, they are. That They're very fun. good to see. They're fun to watch. The only thing that can go against Brazil is the pressure of Brazil at the World Cup. Um, it's a completely different animal over there. A World Cup, nothing matters but the World Cup over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. talking about Neymar. It doesn't matter. See if the rest of the wins six Champions Leagues and scores eighteen goals in all those finals. Yeah, yeah. The Brazilian people won't care if he hasn't if he hasn't won a World Cup. World Cup. Yeah. And that pressure can be massive for Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like Messi, isn't it, with Argentina? I think the the thing even that Neymar brings them, he's he is a leader on the pitch. So not not having him on the pitch for I don't know how long it's going to be with his ankle realistically, yeah, but he, he says he'll be fit to play at some stage in this tournament, mm-hmm. but. He will be a big miss out, out, out in the field for him. He is their leader at the well, end of the is, day. He is the tallest man of the yeah. team. Like. Yeah. But even then, you know, it's like we were saying, their depth's just that strong that yeah. they'll probably not miss him all that much. They'll miss him a lot less now than they did in 2014 when he was injured for yeah. that semi-final against yeah. Uh, Germany. Yeah. yeah. No, their, their squad's just ridiculous. Like They are just so good. Right, so I'll, I'll go. We've done one underachiever and two. Well expected achievers so yeah. I'll go to a bit of a mixed bag here Argentina disappointing mm. mm. haven't been impressed no disappointing no. from all the impressed. hype like even from our preview show we were talking about yeah Argentina's making it to the final Argentina's winning it and stuff like this here yeah. Messi fairy tale all this year but yeah it's just hasn't worked even the against Mexico we they were disappointing yeah. they, they were poor play that great. Max- Mexico didn't want to play against the Mexico no. the low black keep them out and they just, I know that they got the goal. It was a good goal from Messi, and then Enzo Fernandez was a great finish. Yeah, it was a good goal. They, they finished goal. it up, but they just they looked devoid of ideas. They just didn't have luck, generally lethargic and poor throughout the whole thing. I think they're very like England. They're yeah. all the players, but no team jail. Can't get the pieces together. Yeah. Well, they actually looked a lot better when they went to a five at the back. Mm-hmm. Like that's when they started to dominate the game. And funny, you know, some teams when they're in the middle of a tournament end up finding the best shape for them. I think the best shape for Argentina is a five at the back. Because mm-hmm. when they brought Romero on and they had Martinez on the left, Romero on the right, and then Otamendi down the middle, they looked, they just looked a lot more comfortable. And when they brought Anto Fernandez on in, in the middle of the park as well, that's when the game opened up for them. That's when they were able to create those chances. But the only problem I would say with Argentina is when you're on the ball, you have 11 men. When you're off the ball, you're 10 men because 
you have to make up for Messi because he's not like Messi's not putting in any defensive yeah. work whatsoever. Yeah. Like even the goal against Saudi Arabia when he gave it away, yeah, yeah. just got countered. And look, he's one of the best players of all time. Like he doesn't have to do the defensive work reali- yeah. realistically, and he is at a point in his career where he can't do the same thing over and over again anymore. He can't track back like yeah. he used to, but. That's the only thing that worries me about sides like Argentina. Like you are compensating for for a lack of a player in defensive transition, mm-hmm. and I think that le- especially against Saudi Arabia, that left them open to concede. Yeah, they were open. But Argentina in World Cups have a track record of losing stupid games mm-hmm. that they shouldn't lose. Mm-hmm. Like they've lost to teams like Cameroon and stuff yeah. really early in tournaments. Yeah. When it's teams they should be beating. The thing about the game against Saudi Arabia, I've actually been impressed with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh, they're very good. We said yeah, they, well. they look yeah. good. Like I know they got beat by Poland there during the week, but they, look they good. couldn't finish the chances. They're like they're like sadly in the Champions League. Yeah, they're fantastic until the last eighteen yards. <laughs> couldn't put the ball in the net. Chesney's double save was unbelievable. Oh, oh fantastic! Like, I was watching no, my dad, and he was he was going uh, yapping about the Saudi Arabian play, and it's like give Chesney a bit of credit. Yeah. And oh, it wasn't until he seen the replay that he realised Chesney had actually saved the rebound. Yeah. And he thought it was outrageous. Yeah. It was. And Chesney's done that before. I remember. 2012, Arsenal played Liverpool, and he done it against Cout, the double penalty save. Oh, all right. Okay. But so um, what's interesting, just to go back to Argentina, I mind seeing a tweet. You know the way club or international teams had like a couple of friendlies before the World Cup. Yeah. Came up. Yeah, happened. I see. I remember seeing a tweet, and it was when Rodrigo de Paul got injured, and it was this fella AFC Ajax on, uh, on Twitter. This he's called the European lad or something. Um, and he like follows all the games and as soon as Rodrigo de Paul get, got injured his first tweet was this is going to be a completely different Argentina team now in this World Cup and look I don't know an all about I don't know a lot about Argentina but they've missed him well he, he's been playing has well, he? you know he's yeah. playing and he's not good and he's not playing I well. thought the argument you were going to make was the, the teams that played prior to the World Cup they were playing like friendlies against like Estonia and all. They oh, hadn't really right. beat, beat. I know they beat ah, Italy, yeah, but Italy aren't even at the World Cup. No. So I thought you're going to argue that one because there were 36 games unbeaten, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But like some of the teams that were playing before the World Cup, they weren't beating any top European nations really. Mm-hmm. So. No, well, I'm glad you brought up Rodrigo de Paul to be honest because I've seen it all over social media, like people putting up photos of him being like. What does this guy actually do well? Yeah, same Like, he's a centre midfielder, but he doesn't pass the ball well. Mm-hmm. He doesn't run with the ball well. I don't know what he does well, to be honest. Like, yeah. And obviously, like I've never seen him play football before. Mm-hmm. I only know him because of FIFA. Mm-hmm. And like every year, he would get like a consistent amount of informs when he played for Udinese. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Atletico Madrid fans would all say the same thing. No, but Atletico Madrid fans all say the same thing. They don't know what the guy does well. He's Like, he's poor, to be honest. And every time, I, the two games I've watched him in the World Cup, he has been absolutely atrocious. Well, Enzo Fernandez will probably slot into that midfield now. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, been, he much better than Rodrigo yeah. de Paul. Like. He's having a good season in Portugal. Though. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is. He, is. He, he would be definitely a good pick-up. Well, the only thing is he did only sign for Benfica in the summer, but he would be a good pick-up for a Premier League side. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He's very, very good. Benfic- right. So, no, go on ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say Benfica have a really good track record of... Development talent, especially yeah. South American talent. Yeah, and then just shipping them on for, for big money. For big money. money. Yeah. yeah, and I'd say he will be the next in that line. Yeah, to be the honest. Likes of Darwin Nunes, uh, David Luiz. Darwin, Darwin. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I'll I'll flip it on then to another one of the big boys. Then 
Well, I think because they're in the same group, we can talk about both of them, and they did just play last night, so Germany and Spain. What, what have you made of both those sides so far? Connor, I'll go to you first with Spain, because you, 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 were, you, were you were back in the big <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, they, they obviously destroyed Costa Rica. They just absolutely swarmed them. I've actually been impro- impressed, because I was worried. I Obviously, I wrote a piece on this. I said they might struggle striker, but Murata, two goals, two games. Yeah, yep. It's not bad, and your boy Almo has been... Yeah, he's brilliant. Really good he is he's really good. Very, very I said as well, the reason I was back in Spain is because I think they have the best manager at the World Cup, Luis Enrique. Enrique. Mm-hmm. I think he's unbelievable. And he's just high press. We're going to get on top of you. I thought last night they didn't play great in the second half, but I'm still backing them. And Gavi has been brilliant. Pedri's been brilliant. I know Costa Rica is not a great side, but they did beat Japan. Yeah, they did, so to be fair. I think... Spain will top that group, and I think they're going to be very hard to beat mm-hmm. as it goes on. Mm-hmm. No, they, they definitely. I think the one thing you'll always say about Spain, and they'll never struggle to do it, is they don't struggle to dominate games. Would no, you Would you agree with that? They completely, they control the tempo of the game completely. Last last yeah. night, it was about the last fifteen minutes or so. It took for Germany to really I, get it. To kick that, in. Was, that was them needing a result, or they were in big trouble. Yeah, even the point isn't great for Germany. Yeah, um, but Spain. Were, I've been really impressed with them. Like I know, I know it was only Costa Rica, but Costa Rica has another team that has a track record of turning the, turn the big teams over. Yeah, yeah. beat Japan yeah. Uh, two hours before or a couple of hours before that game yesterday. Yeah. Like, so if you beat in today's modern football and climate, you beat any international side seven 0 at a World Cup, yeah. you're going well. Yeah, and like as the only saying is you can only beat the side in front of you. Yeah, and Spain beat them and beat them well. Well, yeah, and they probably should have beat. Germany last night, mm-hmm. they were by far the better team. Well, look, in all honesty, Oren, I'll, I'll come to you on this. When the two number nines both come on yesterday, mm-hmm. the game definitely opened up a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Would it not just sort of highlight the need for top-class number nines mm-hmm. within the game then? Well, we said straight away, Was it, what do you call that fella, Fulcrew? Uh, Fulcrew, yeah. When he scored, we said straight away, why is that fella not starting? Yeah. 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 Why is he not starting? Yeah. He's an out-and-out number nine. He's clearly... And it was a great finish. Oh, a great finish. Oh, he's been the best player in the Bundesliga this year. Oh, he's yeah. been fantastic. So now he's like 10 goals for Otterbremen. For Bremen, yeah. 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 Like, I don't understand this obsession with Kai Havertz. We've talked about no. Kai Havertz a lot in this podcast. <laughs> and Connor's... Looking at me with a, a cheeky grin. I'm not a big fan of him. I'm not a big fan. Um, because well, obviously we all know that Richie doesn't like Kay Hubbard. I'd agree with you though. I'm Useless. Not, I, think he, I think he's very overrated. And I understand that. And, and and that's why I would say it's an obsession with Kay Hubbard yeah. in, in yeah. the German national team. Mm-hmm. Hansi Flick, I don't know why he thinks... Oh, an underperforming centre-attack midfielder. Yeah, he can do it up front. Yeah. yeah. How's that going to work when you've got an out-and-out number nine... Who, as we said, has probably been the best player in the Bundesliga. Scoring goes for fun. In yeah. uh, Word of Bremen. Yeah. I no, it's not as if it's one of the big boys. Exactly. Like, yeah. Not one of the big boys. So he's not exactly playing all the weaker teams and scoring all these goals. No. He's playing for Word of Bremen. He's doing the hard yards and scoring the goals. Why are you not trusting an out and out number nine who's obviously clinical? Because even Muller, Muller's obviously a great player and all, but even he, he struggled yesterday when mm, he played yeah. that position because he was in from the start. And Subs he, changed the game yesterday. Yeah, I thought the first half wasn't a great game, to tell you the truth. No. But like, don't get me wrong, I thought Danny Olmo played absolutely phenomenal for Spain yeah, yesterday. Yeah, and he always does play well for Spain, to be yeah, fair. he's very yeah. good. That's why he's always linked with the top clubs, I suppose. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't until the likes of Morata came on, like 
for Hunter Hayes was on up front. Oh, he's broken. The amount of chances oh, he missed. He See, that's the problem with Spain. The other thing I'd worry about Spain is like Rodri centre back. Mm. I didn't like it. But see, all. I think that was done for a reason. I think Rodri played centre back because Muller was playing yeah. up front. Yeah. And I'd say it's because because Rodri's that, that natural defensive midfielder. Mm. He understands the pockets that Muller's probably going to pop up. There was even like in. a cross came in one time and he like waited on it. Yeah. He was so lucky that the striker should have been in there. And I just I worry about his positioning. Yeah. But mm. as you say, maybe he'll not start there mm. every game. What? Well, look, if we look at the, the youngsters on, on both the sides yesterday, so it was the battle of the midfielders yesterday, really. Yeah, yeah. You had Pedri and Gavi up against Musiala. Who impressed you the most? Well, just to go back, I'm sorry to go back. When we were talking about Rodri there in centre-half, mm-hmm. I think that's where they missed Sergio Ramos and his experience. Mm-hmm. He could have been good in there, yeah. But sorry, yes, to, to, to go to the midfielders, Musiala played brilliant. Yeah, he's a good he footballer, He's a great footballer. footballer. And you've seen all over... Um, the ITV coverage with Roy Keane, they were talking about how Musiala rejected England to play for Germany and yeah. stuff. And obviously, he was talking about Grealish and Rice and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, it's good. Like, Would he get into that current England side, yeah. do you reckon? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, well Gareth you'd, 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 like, you'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. Gareth might bench him. I think he'd walk into it. He's a. Who would you drop out of that squad then to put Musiala? Yeah, Miss Knight. But see, even against Japan, he played well. Yeah, he was yeah. one of their better players. Seen him on the match. He, he was good. No, he is. Musiala. Musiala. No, he is. Yeah, yeah, he should have scored it though. The following. But look, that's you. That, that's just youth. That's just yeah. that's just yeah. inexperience. There was one time he won a free, and he, I think it was he was in between. Was it, it was a Gavi and Pedro? Yeah, and just right foot, left foot, right foot, left yeah. foot, cut in between the two of them, nice. cut them apart before he got fouled. Like nice, be special, it, special player, special player. Players like. Whenever these young talents come through, like we're seeing it with Garnacho now, like it's as if Musiala hasn't been coached. He's still just got that raw natural yeah. ability yeah, and that mentality to go forward and drive at men every time and, yeah. and yeah. use some skills, not be afraid to use his skills. He's and stuff. just out there play for play football. He's out as, there as if he's, no, I, as I, if he's playing with boys out in the park. Yeah, yeah. The as if yeah. he's yeah. playing with boys, yeah. and and you can see that in yeah. his game. Yeah. Whereas you see other youngsters and talents of the past, like Yuri Tielemans had probably the biggest potential out of any midfielder in the last decade or so, like before the likes of Gavi and stuff. And don't get me wrong, he, he has somewhat lived up to that potential, but I think if he had a kept that raw ability, and I think if he had a stayed at Anderlecht one more season maybe, just to get that bit more professional experience under his belt... He would have been a lot better than he is now. <laughs> so I just hope the likes of Musiala, Gavi, and Pedri don't become overcoached, kind of overcoached, yeah. and develop this style under one manager yeah. and keep to their own playing style yeah. because that's why everybody loves watching them yeah. and that's why they're the biggest talents in the world. A player like Pedri, I think it would be hard to overcoach because his natural football intelligence is far so beyond massive. any youngster I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Say yeah, that. He rates it so well. It's incredible. Like He knows. Do you know what, lad? It's literally like looking at a, Ch- a Chave. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like you're just watching a younger Chave. Yeah. Like, that, those one two touches to be able to take himself out of trouble and it's like he, he doesn't even have to lift his head no. yeah. he just plays it's, plays the pass it's like he's playing two seconds before everybody else yeah, yeah. I, it's, think, I think I've seen a tweet and there's something along the lines of like it's not even fair that Spain are the greatest midfield of all time and they just hit respawn respawn yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally pathetic <laughs> grow up like, but it's true like I swear you're watching Pedro there and I'm like 
that's I'm just watching a younger version of Xavi play football here. Xavi's unbelievable like, too. He's 18. Mm-hmm. Youngest goal scorer ever. I don't. Can I be honest with uh, you? I don't. I don't really get it. See, with Xavi. Like even Costa Rica. He's a man of the match. Connor. I don't get it. Man like. of the match. 18. Mm-hmm. Again, like his great volley. But you know what, lad? We're, we're talking about Rodrigo de Paul and not not knowing what he does well. I don't, what does Xavi, Xavi do does well? It, he's good on the ball. Is he? And he works hard for the team. Yeah, sure. Oh, like I have like, stats. Yes, I have stats here. Like ninety percent passing against uh, Costa Rica. Oh well, was, well, I could have ninety percent passing against Costa Rica. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody scored a class ball. Like, if it wasn't for your hamstring, lad, you'd be like which pain. And nobody can tell me always. You can call me yeah, Connor oh, Ricardo. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, honestly, I I just I don't really get it. Like I don't really know what he does. Like I I don't think he's anywhere near Petri. Like. I'm no, Padre. but I'm he's Padre's still a top player. Like. He's stuff as well. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's still got... He's the youngest goal scorer in the World Cup since Pele. I hope he fails. He's youngest goal scorer in the World Cup since Pele. Unless he comes He's an unbelievable player. I don't like him. I think that came across. Yeah, at first. Apologies, Galvi there. I just... I'm not really your You'd biggest fan, to be honest. Cheers for listening to the bottom bins. Yeah, we will see you next time. <laughs> um, yeah, any other teams then you think that are, are worth a mention at the minute? Uh, any overperformers, underperformers? I think the Netherlands. I think in terms of performances anyway, they're underperforming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I don't like their manager yeah. though. I don't like Van Hal the way he plays football. Yeah. So like, negative. And do you know what annoys uh, me about the Dutch? They just regenerate their managers. Like, Spring the Van Hall again now, but they're going for Ronald Koeman next. Koeman, yeah. Has Ronald Koeman succeeded anywhere as a manager? <laughs> Southampton. Like, oh, but he just took over what Potch had done and he just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, does the Netherlands just have, like, in their FA just have, like, a wheel in the corner <laughs> that they just spin? They spin, <laughs> yeah. And throw a dart or something on it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, thank God we missed Frank De Boer this yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> they must do like they oh, must do like, it is it, it's ridiculous it's definitely not a talent issue no, no, like, no. Cody Gakpo was playing on rain yeah, yeah. yeah. fantastic football because yeah. obviously there was a lot of questions about Gakpo coming into this mm-hmm. is he just doing it in the air of easy yeah. and he's playing in like a more central mm-hmm. position now at the World Cup he seems to be playing attacking midfield rather than up front yeah, just, like, yeah. in behind yeah, yeah. I think that suits him though because yeah. he, he has that ability to take the ball on the turn <laughs> And he has that ability to turn and sort of drive, yeah. which is again is something that you like to see in young players because you don't want them to stop and think about what they're doing. Whereas mm-hmm. he just takes the ball on the half turn and and drives it, man. So I love seeing things Shows like that. Yeah, but it's, again we were talking about Pedri's game intelligence and Gakko's game intelligence is also mm. especially yeah. for very, a forward. Very good. Yeah, you don't yeah. often see it in a forward, a young forward. You don't often see the game intelligence like Gakko so far. But I suppose that does come with his versatility, being able to play across the front three and even behind the striker. Yeah, yeah. So fair play to him. But like, see against Holland or Ecuador, very impressive too. I thought. I thought Gakpo or, just or no Holland? Ecuador? No Ecuador is the team. Oh, Ecuador? I've been impressed with Ecuador. Yeah, I thought they should have won the game. Mm. They're for yeah. that team. Uh, Valencia has obviously scored so many goals. It's going to be key now him because he's maybe injured mm. and he'd be a massive miss. Like, yeah, he scored their last massive. six World Cup goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's been unbelievable. Three but I do think he's joint top scorer. Holland have definitely later. under. Performed, and I think Ecuador overperformed. Yeah. They, Do you think they'll win the group? No, no, because they've got the hardest game. Senegal, like Holland. Will they go through? Do you reckon though? Oh yeah, they'll go through. They'll go through. But yeah. I think see against England, they mm. can give them a serious game. Mm. They could, they could beat England if if they're at full strength. I think. Yeah, they would I, think give them I, def- I, I think I predicted. I think Ecuador to go through the group over Senegal. I think Mane's been a massive miss. So you, yeah. you don't think Senegal will beat Ecuador then? No, no, I think Ecuador. 
like the Dutch are, are going to top that group anyway. Yeah, the yeah. last game. They'll probably run four five. They'll look like stupid. They'll score like six goals. They'll look really exciting. You know, Hello again, Guitar. Who is Guitar? I know. Pre season friendly. Or Guitar, like the worst. Guitar, definitely the worst host ever. The worst host ever. So far, they're only hosting that one again. I keep seeing tweets all over Twitter about Guitar. Oh, Guitar wouldn't be even be in this World Cup unless we're hosting it. Obviously, are you that? Fuck you, be that impression. <laughs> well, they, were, they weren't going to qualify on merit, like because <laughs> they're absolutely crap. Oh, they're they're like, brutal. They actually, again, for about fifteen minutes against Senegal, they're actually all right. No, for no, fifteen minutes. minutes. I know, <laughs> I could be good for fifteen minutes against Senegal. Yeah, Connor, <laughs> I said it once. I said again. If you hadn't tore your hamstring, you'd be lined up for like the yeah. <laughs> Call me Connor Al Richards. <laughs> Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> they are. That's well, look, brutal. it's a good thing we've, we've mentioned Qatar here because I'll move on to the topic I really wanted to talk about here. Look, last week we talked about, or in the week previous, we talked about some of our favourite World Cup memories and what the World Cup meant to us as, as football fans. Look, I'm not going to lie, lads, I've been severely, severely unimpressed yeah. and disappointed with, yeah. with this tournament so far to be honest I think the standard of football has been brutal yeah. uh, the games have been negative as well like it's negative, negative, football. negative football look there's a number of factors I think filter in this I just want to get your opinions on these the first one I want to get an opinion on is look it's a World Cup halfway through a season do you reckon that has any sort of burn on why games have been so poor of course mm, yeah, yeah 100% of course it has sure look at the calibre of players that are injured like we were talking about Mane and Benzema and Cuckoo and stuff like that there like I but I do think this World Cup's been entertaining to a degree I still have the World Cup feeling which is a bit weird I didn't yeah. think I would I didn't think I would be as invested in this World Cup as I actually have been uh, especially considering the timing and all the, the stuff about Qatar and whatever but although yes we've had disappointing results and a lot of nil-nils I do think it is down to being mid-season and they're not being full strength international teams with a lot of preparation yeah that's what I was going to say yeah. preparation's key because see that you got that time you play them friendlies like England didn't even play a friendly this mm-hmm. was straight into the game so, so focus like, for players for the World Cup has been about a week yeah. yeah that was the gap between I know it was, just like, it was the Sunday to the Sunday yeah. season yeah. stopping and the World Cup starting yeah. and then you have to take into consideration the climate out there as well Yeah, like I remember seeing we were talking about it of course with the England camp and they had to go over to the air conditioners the and stuff Yeah, like that's that's a lot for somebody who's just came out of an intense half season probably the most intense half season that we've had in football because of this World Cup with all yeah. the Champions League group stage and all so games, games already being played and that I think that's a lot to ask of a player of all the players, to be honest, to go and adjust their body to that climate and all as well, it's 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 difficult. Especially like, so the weather to, back here. Oh, why? Of course, such a, it's such a, it's such a contrast. Yeah. yeah. So you have to you have to give credit to the players, despite the performances. Like obviously, it's easy to say from a fan's perspective that it's been disappointing and stuff, but yeah. it is hard. It's, I think it's hard on the players. And today, there's been so many goals. So yeah, <laughs> maybe it'll get better as it goes on. More games people play. Well, so I, I feel like, yeah. I'll get a bit, a bit more of an interest, a bit more excitement when we get to the knockout stages. Yeah. Just even the way the groups have been going, a lot of the groups are nearly almost kind of half decided going into the, the final match. Day. Yeah. Like you're looking at groups there, like you know England's going to go through. Mm-hmm. There's, and you know the Dutch are going to go through. 
like the, the groups are starting to get decided quite early. Like Portugal win the night they're through. Yeah. Like a lot of the groups are being decided after two match days, which you lose that wee bit of excitement going mm-hmm. on the final day. Yeah. Like obviously you have groups like the the Germany, Spain, Costa Rica, Japan group, the like, Morocco group that technically everybody can go through. Can't say Morocco Morocco group group yeah. But as you said, it's just you just don't. I haven't had that proper excitement that I remember feeling like back in South Africa and Brazil and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even maybe at the time of the games as well, like 10 o'clock game, I don't know why, like I've watched like three <laughs> 10 o'clock games so far. Yeah. That's awkward for us also. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, <laughs> you wouldn't even say there's been any exciting 10 o'clock games so far. Like, you know, no. th- there's none that's Today made you, that made you, yeah. Like, there's it. been three really exciting games. The, the Ghana's been involved in two of them, actually. The Ghana-South Korea game. Yeah. The Ghana-Portugal game on the, um, uh, Cameroon on Serbia the other day as well. Yeah. Were the three really exciting games? Yeah. Other than that, like what was, what was you said to me yesterday, like twenty six games or something. Aye, that were nil half time. Like that's that's, crazy. that's terrible. Like I don't know. I've just found, but personally, like I just I know Warren, you were saying there, but you know having the World Cup feeling, mm-hmm. I, I don't to be honest. Don't like yeah. I don't have it, and like, I'm not going to lie to you. I said it in last week's podcast. Like I'd much rather covering the Premier League than covering. Oh, of I totally agree with that. Yeah, than, no, than covering the World Cup, Champions League, Premier League. Like, yeah. Would Even. you see if this was in the summer? Is it just because it's in Qatar and obviously the circumstances surrounding it? Or if this was in the summer, do you think you would have the World Cup feeling? Yeah, I think if it was in the summer, I'd be far more pumped up for it. Yeah. yeah. But I think the fact even that it is in winter, don't get me wrong, it's cool having the, you know, the World Cup on in, in mm-hmm. the uni house. Like, but I don't know, it just doesn't really... It's like Owen was saying, like, you know, in Brazil 2014, you had you had the feeling. It's not yeah. Russia 2018, it's not you had the feeling. Like, like I just I don't like, really care about this club, one. Your club season is still in the back of your head. Yeah. Like, I know. Like, I know I'm watching games... Obviously, I'm a sports Celtic, so there's not as many Celtic players involved. Yeah. But I'm like watching Jovanovic the World Cup and like, don't get injured. That's all I can think of. Not the players might be thinking that too. Though. No, generally, yeah. I feel the exact same way. I'm watching games going, don't get injured. Don't you come back. Like, oh, yeah. hurt. When thing, the World yeah. Cup squads were announced and I'd seen Hatate and Kyogo weren't in the Johan squad, I was like, that's so unfair. I feel so bad for them. And I took a step ago. I was like, I'm not going to get injured. Happy days. Happy days. That's why yeah. Martial as well. I was kind of happy he didn't go. Aye, that he didn't go. kind of like, I don't want you getting injured. Yeah. We need you. Because they're going to be back. Especially then bigger nations, you're going to be back straight back. into club. Yeah. yeah, yeah, straight into like like what? what when's the World Cup final? Twenty first of December. Of December, yeah. And like the prim- wins, uh, Boxing Day. Boxing Day. And there's League Cup games on, isn't there? So the Scottish five, five League. The Scottish League's back before the World Cup final, then. Yeah. Because yeah. the Scottish League ba- is fa- back, I think, on the. 18th of December I don't, I don't, let me just double check out to be sure I don't want to say something and but even, even right. if it is like a week's break or whatever like there's t- you're go- literally going yeah. from like obviously there's not going to be too many players and the Scottish City's going to be in a World Cup final yeah. I think it I oh think no it sorry might, it's, the, it's the 18th, 18th. but 18th. I think so, like, the League Scott. Cup the League Cup and the, is back on that Tuesday is it? yeah so you're straight in it like like and even that's crazy it doesn't seem to be the same buzz in Qatar either as it was in other countries yeah. you're not seeing social media people out in the streets having the crack yeah obviously the, the drinking and well, stuff is yeah. an issue there as well like, like they can't really have too much fun to be honest like yeah like it's just and the, the price of as well are so expensive look at the stadiums yeah there's nobody in them no you have a stadium that's but they're full of tenses like. oh, yeah. but sure you have, I, you have a stadium that holds 60,000 there's 253,000 people yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what they're saying. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that, though, to be honest. Like, why would you make up attendances? Like, I don't understand. I don't what's the point of that? When you can see the empty like, seats, it's pe- like, people have, how stupid people, do you think people are? People have eyes, like... Yeah. Do you think it's because, like, somebody's obviously bought that ticket? Apparently people have had trouble getting into the stadium as well. Oh, really? ID and stuff, yeah. 
Yeah, well, like they got I know the average time or something's like thirty three. Do you remember minutes? like they done that one time in to get, just to get in and get to your yeah, seat? Yeah. That's brilliant. Do you remember one time in the Emirates? It was like there was a sixty thousand seat stadium. There was really thirty thousand in it, but they were like all oh, those sixty thousand seat souls. Yeah, no, that's the way. That's how yeah. they do. That's how they're doing something. it. Like I know, like I know, like uh, the way Celtic do it. I seem to keep bringing it back to Celtic, but I know, <laughs> um, like your se- if you have a season ticket, you're at the game no matter what. Yeah. So there's it'll always come up. There's uh, fifty nine thousand people at the game today, and you can look at see. Uh, 10,000 empty seats but yeah. the season ticket holders have bought their tickets yeah. technically yeah. they're in attendance yeah. so it's probably something similar to that that once the ticket's sold they count that Aye, they count that as yeah. but it still doesn't explain why an 80,000 senior stadium has 88,000 people in it yeah, yeah. They say that's the one I couldn't get over there was, it was one of the first games of the World Cup and it was literally a 40,000 yeah. seater and the, that announced that there was like 47,311 people there I was like uh, where are you well, pulling the extra 7,000 people uh, and then the camera pans over the stadium and there's full sections that aren't filled and you're kind of like, like is there people what? Just, is there people just chilling on like <laughs> standing on the sideline like, yeah. like, like, like an out Sunday league match you're by sitting there go on there go on there young man I'm sorry young man I'd be out beside you but I haven't done the knee in back in 92 there young man <laughs> That's a gritchy, but I'll say it again. If he hadn't pulled his arms straight. What could you have been, man? <laughs> what could I have been? Killian the Richards. <laughs> Do you think the host being poor, though, is another factor? Uh, I don't know, lad. Because you were saying like Stanford. <laughs> it's just... I just Brazil and all were decent. And it's not exactly as Owen would say the cream of the cream of no, the World Cup, no. like, is it? No. It's far from the cream of the cream. It's not, like... <laughs> so, it's not it, even the cream of the crap, lad. No, it's not even... <laughs> I just think it's boring. Like I just think you turn most matches on and you're bored to tears. Like yeah, like you're on Twitter after five minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe look. Maybe if Ireland were in it, we'd be more invested. Maybe, yeah. maybe because our country's not in it, we're, we're maybe not as invested. But don't get me wrong. Like I still like to watch the best teams in the world play mm-hmm. one another. So yes, maybe when it does get to knockout stage that's time, it. maybe you do get a wee bit more excited then. But then part of me is like, but when it gets to knockout, that's when teams are going to start playing tactical. And, get even more defensive and games will oh, yeah, not open right. up and then yeah. you'll be bored to tears even yeah. more like you think games like Brazil and Germany the 7-1 like that's a rarity mm-hmm. yeah that, that well, that's a one that's a one to the blue you're moon gonna, type you're time you're going to get the stage for the only interesting things penalties yeah like I, I remember, I remember watching the Euros last year and was it Ukraine and the Czech Republic maybe yeah were playing the worst game of football I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was that. horrible. Mm-hmm. I was watching that time and it's like my five minutes going goes, right, at least I'm gonna get a bit of excitement from Pandies out of it and fucking kind of play I can score. It was the worst game of football I've seen. Damn you, Canopy! All I wanted to see was a Pandy shootout for a crack, and no, Canopy, I got the score. No, I don't know. Shout out to Canopy, if you're watching the bottom of this podcast. Yeah, damn you, Canopy, there's two viewers going now. Gabby and Canopy, 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 no, look, like I said, lads, look, it's good to get your input on this, like, because I, I just wanted to know, even, look, listeners at home, you tell us how you're feeling about the World Cup as well. I just don't feel like it has the same World Cup feel to it. I just feel like the games have been crap, to be honest. And I'm waiting for the tournament to finally open up and show us some of those World Cup moments. Like, I'm not going to lie, guys, I, don't, I can't even sit here and think of, like, there hasn't been really great There's not really been goals, great right? individual yeah, well, moments. Uh, yeah. Minus Richardson's goal. Goal, yeah. And Aldo Rosari. I'll be McClure's today. Yeah. It literally was, I'm offside in FIFA, I'm just going to shoot. Yeah. And then the Campbell celebration. Yeah. I'll be McClure, but a legend. Compared, like, you know, you think of 2014 and 2018, yes, the tournament's still on and we're only two games in, but, like, 
It was every game you were getting yeah, a yeah, home. Yeah, you can yeah. list in a Russia, whole host. In Russia, there was only 1-0-0 um, in the group stage. Was there? Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. Like. There's been like, what, like five or six already. Mm. Like, that's just the only, the only thing this World Cup has going forward, I think, is a lot of the smaller nations are really impressing. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the results they're getting, but yeah. the football they're playing. Like, Saudi, uh, we talked about a wee bit about the murder on Saudi Arabia playing great football. Yeah. Canada's playing great football. Morocco. Morocco's playing great football. Mm-hmm. It's not these t- teams getting results because they're sitting back and absorbing and getting a lucky break of the ball yeah. they're going out to play teams that yeah. traditionally are better than them mm-hmm. and it's really good to see it like, is yeah even the Japan-Germany game was a great game of football mm-hmm. and then Japan went and lost to Costa Rica a week later yeah like, it's some of the results that have thrown up have been mad I've been weird yeah that's the great thing about the World Cup but as you said there just hasn't been those moments you sit back and you're just like wow like there hasn't been a shabalala no there hasn't no. There hasn't, and do you know what? I think the only thing is the clubs might be a wee bit happy about the World Cup being in the winter, is because transfer fees in January might inflate, might, 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 might inflate a wee bit. Yeah. Like, uh, United's paying ten million more for Cody Gakpo this week than they were last week. He scored two goals. <laughs> yeah, five million for every goal. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, look, I think I think we'll wrap it up there. To be honest, um, and then. Obviously, next week we'll we'll go we'll have more games to cover as well next week, and we can give you a wee sort of. Well, by this time next week, we'll we'll, we'll know who's qualified. And, yeah, I think last sixteen we'll, starts we'll last Saturday. Saturday, yeah. So, so we're we'll gonna have a knockout preview for you. Yeah. In the next couple of days or yeah. week or whatever it is. Just want to say because we touched on it at the start of the video, uh, we are very proud to anoint, announce that we have uh, signed on with Parley Sports as uh, founding members of the app. Um, Parley is an it's an up and coming brand, and they promote uh, inclusivity and uh, non hatred in their conversations. And would love you to join us on the Parley Sports app uh, and join in with our conversation. And it's it's really really easy for for you guys at home. All you have to do is look. Unfortunately, it's not out in Android yet, but it's it's on the <coughs> Apple App Store. So if you download the app, it's literally Parley Sports, P R L Y Sports. Um, if you download the app there, all you do is you follow people that you would wish to have conversations with. Mm-hmm. You start the video, you send an invite to those people, kind of similar to the way you would do a, a, a Facebook call. Messenger yeah, or a yeah. Zoom uh, voice chat. Um, and you, you can come in. It's a, a six and a half minute video. Mm-hmm. You talk about whatever topic you want to talk about. You set your preference, you set your team, and you have your conversation. It's as simple as that. And it's a really good way to get your... Get your football yeah, opinions it's out really there. Fun to do, like. yeah, yeah, it's it's fun to use. It's a good app, and it's you know, easy to use as well. It's a very easy, it's yeah. very accessible. And listen, there's no there's no encouragement of hatred. Mm-hmm. Everybody is out to share their football opinions with one another. And look, at the end of the day, everybody's entitled to their football yeah. opinion. Yeah. Nobody's football opinion is more important than anybody else's. Yeah. It encourages healthy debate. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. And it encourages fan bases from different clubs to get in contact with one another as well. You know, I, I know there's there's plans for us to do a couple of videos, maybe in a few weeks' time, with a few fans from mm-hmm. other um, football clubs. So, mm-hmm. listen... Go in there, share share your debates, share your conversation, share your topics that you wish to talk about. It's a fun app, and really, we we really hope and and we think that it's going to be the future of football conversation, Um, and we believe that that's the way football conversation is heading. Mm -hmm. So head on over to the Apple App Store and download the Parlay Sports app today. And we'd love to see you there. Um, And you'll get to see our beautiful faces, not just our lovely voices. (laughs) (laughs) I'd also like to say a few of us are sick on this podcast, so our voices may but out of there, mine included. Apologies, I've um, tried so hard not to cough this entire uh, podcast, and I mean, it's, on and yeah, the entire it's sitting in my throat right now. Oh, I just all I want to do uh, is absolutely <laughs> into this mic. <laughs> so obviously, there is something going about again, but we, we decided to, to 
persevere um, and get our content out. Yeah. Not, not be divas. Not be divas. <laughs> and just yeah. crack on. Some just so get through some serious challenges and people don't understand the work. I haven't had a drink of water in about 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, uh, thank you for listening. Yes, once again, thank you for all your support. Honestly, I'm still completely blown away with the, the support that we're receiving. In such a sh- short space of time. So, so, yeah. It's like I said, you know, and for all you listeners out there, you, you are the guys that are making it happen for yeah. us, but things yeah. are just moving very, very quickly mm. for us exciting at the minute. Times. You know, and it we is exciting times. Enough, yeah. yeah, and listen, look, we, we have a lot of exciting content that we promise will be coming down the mm. line. We're trying to get a few things organised. The Bottom Bins Extra channel that we started last week, we're going to try and absolutely fill that with yeah. content, and that's going to be content on a lot of things. If you're from the north of Ireland, if you're from Ireland in general, we are going to have a lot of local football content that we're going to mm-hmm. be uploading there as well. We're hoping to get a few interviews with a few managers. And mm-hmm. um, we're also going to be talking about university football. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to get a few of my teammates from the from the university team in to talk about university football. And we're also going to get people in to talk about local leagues as well mm-hmm. and talk about grassroots football here um, in Ireland. And we're, we're, we're big gonna, plans. We, we have yeah. massive plans. We're hoping as well that, that Parlay is going to help us lead to mm-hmm. chatting to some big players yep. and some big names and to work with the big clubs that we can hopefully then deliver you just the best content that yep. we can possibly deliver. So look, all we would say is thank you so much for all the early support and please just keep keep listening. And, and if you can, please please share us on your socials. Mm-hmm. Please get get us out there and, and we're trying to hit as many as many people as, as we, we possibly can. Because that's what it is. Like, we started this to have a conversation with fans just like us. We want you to be as much of the conversation as the four of us sitting here like we want you to feel part of this conversation and we hope that we're encapsulating that in our content um so yeah you'll see us on youtube spotify and now the brand new parley sports app thank you thank you thank, thank you, you very much everybody. folks